Hi everybody, this is John with Out of Character. Today I wanted to talk about a game I got over the holidays. Me and Jade stayed in over New Year's to basically play role-playing games and board games, and uh, we also watched some movies that we got for Christmas. One of the games we got at a local game store we both like called Phantom Games is Starfall. This is from IDW and Pandasaurus. It is designed by Scott Alms, or Scott Ames, if I'm pronouncing the name incorrectly. I'd seen it a couple times and was interested in it. We were looking for something that was kind of fun with two players and simple and enjoyable. The other thing that kind of made this an interesting pick for us is, as people who listen to the podcast probably know, we are Pittsburgh residents, and the person who designed this game is also a Pittsburgh native or resident. So, um, you know, the podcast is very much about supporting local Pittsburgh creative endeavors. The artist who does all of our art that you see, uh, Geoff, is also a Pittsburgh resident, so that's all cool stuff. What is Starfall? You might have seen the box. It's a really... One of the things I like about this game is the box is very, very cool right off the bat. It's like uh, the word Starfall spelled out with constellations, which is just neat. Very simple idea. So basically, you are all playing as astronomers at the Royal Hinterland Observatory, and it is a clear, dark night to allow you to view the stars in a way that you normally wouldn't be able to. You are trying to discover the most elaborate array of formations, which will give you the most points, and whoever has the most points has basically discovered the most interesting array of new astronomical phenomenon and will be you know, declared the winner. That's pretty much it. It's a very, very simple idea, but it plays out quite nicely. You, It's for anywhere from two to four players, so it's not a huge game that's going to accommodate like a a really big group. I thought it was fun with two players. I'd imagine with four players, it's even better. Uh, that tends to be the way that these sort of games go. So basically, at the beginning of the game, you're given Stardust. You're given all these little cool wooden star tokens. Uh, they're white and orange, uh, some, so they're worth either one point or five points, respectively. And the game uses those as bidding. What you're basically doing is the the entire board, the, the play mechanic is, there's a little... Uh, rounded piece that sits in the middle of the play area. This represents the space around, around the observatory. As you're playing the game, you're getting star tiles. So the star tiles are basically the things that have pictures of either constant, you know, stars or planets or moons. There are black holes, um, and clouds and comets. So those are all the things that can kind of get you points in the game. What happens is you basically, on your turn, are always going to take one of three actions. You're either going to put one of these star tiles down in one of the vacant, in the highest available vacant space. Spaces range from nine being the highest to zero being the lowest you can go while remaining on the board. So you can always add another tile to the array. So if there's nothing that you're interested in getting, you can try and get something new. There can never be more than three tiles present on the board at any one time, so you don't have, like, just a huge number of these things taking up space. You have to eventually deal with them, which I like. I don't like, you know, I don't want to have to, like, get rid of a whole bunch of dead wood on board just because somebody was greedy, uh, or people weren't happy with whatever appeared. The other action you can take of the three is to move a tile. This is actually 
I think one of the it, it's one of the more fun parts of the game. So what you're doing is basically you can move a star tile to the right. You can move one of your tiles to the right, which to the next highest available space. So if there's another tile blocking that tile, it jumps it to the next one. You can jump them off of the board and basically they get discarded and don't come back. Why would you want to do that? So basically, if you want to take the third action, which is to discover a tile, you have to pay the cost, which is what you're using your Stardust for. Nine is the highest and the most expensive, which the first thing to come out is always going to be very, very expensive. Whereas you can get something all the way down to zero and just basically take it. Um, So when you're moving things around, you might be saying to yourself, I really want to have that particular tile because it has six stars on it, which is really good for me. I'd like to have a lot of stars. Having said that, I don't want to pay seven stardust for it. That's going to be a lot of my available currency. So you move it down the row a little bit to try and get the price to something more affordable. So while you're doing this, you're kind of having to like look at is someone else going to sweep in and buy that piece from you? Are you trying, are they going to keep jumping it down and it gets moved off the board? Uh, those are both things that can happen. The, the play proceeds basically until one of two things happens. Play proceeds until either there are no more tiles to discover, or there's only one tile left, and then play ends, or when all players are out of Stardust. Simple enough. If you have, if everyone has no ability to buy anything, then there's no point continuing. And if there's nothing else to buy, there's no point continuing. Uh, which both are very nice ways to kind of end the game here. When the game ends, you're going to tally up your score. And I really like the way that it, the, the game kind of tallies your score. There's points in a, in a norm, in a two player game, you get points for who has the most stars. Uh, in a game with three or four players, you get negative points if you have the least stars, which is nice because it's no fun if you're like, well, I get 10 points and you lose five points in a two player game. That's really nasty. Planets are worth some points. Moons are only worth points if there's a planet to go with them and any planet can only have one moon. Probably just to prevent people from getting one planet and then chaining six moons off of it to get a huge number of points. Uh, black holes, if you have just are worth negative points. They can be positive if you get more than one. Uh, comets, basically, the more comets you have, the more points they're worth. Clouds are worth more points if there's different colors. There's various colors of clouds. And the stardust that you have at the end of the game is also worth points. So if you have currency still available at the end of the game, you didn't spend it all, it's not wasted. You do get to count that towards your final score. On the surface, this is a very, very simple game that is basically kind of like, it takes, you know, um, it takes a couple of cool mechanics, like there's the bidding mechanic, there's kind of a strategy element of like moving the tiles around and figuring out, you know, do you want to spend all your currency immediately? Uh, you can spend tiles that you have discovered to get more currency, but then you're basically trading what are hopefully not terrible tiles that you've gotten for better ones. I, me and Jade, of the, of the games we got, we got like six games over the holidays. This is one of my favorite. It is, I, I would say it's definitely, the components are very nice. Uh, it's a very clean, simple game. It's something that you can explain to players very quickly. It 
you know, the play time on the box is 30 minutes. I'd say a two-player game is probably going to come in under that unless it's like your first or second time playing. While it is not a cooperative game, it's not really adversarial. It's not something that you're like, you know, like going head-to-head on. A three- to four-player game, you know, just adds that layer of complexity because if everyone's taking, you know, one action and everyone chooses to move a tile down, then that fourth player is going to have some very inexpensive tile that they may want to discover just for the sake of doing it. Uh, I do like, there's kind of like a push-your-luck element with how you're spending your money, uh, your stardust, I should say. But there's no point where you are completely removed from the game. You know, you if you if you run out of stardust, you can always trade tiles to get additional stuff. So it doesn't get to like, well, you spent all your currency, so you have to sit here and watch us play for the next, you know, 15 minutes. You can still take actions and do things and move tiles around and, you know, try to control the flow of the game, which I like. It's nice when there's a way to make sure that no one's left out of the game. And there is a lot of interaction as players are kind of moving their tiles around and debating about, like, you know, what does this player have? I don't remember what they got. You know, uh, are you, are you, and you kind of need to have a strategy. If you're going to go for having the most variety of clouds to get points, you have to go for those cloud pieces because people are going to be buying them. Or maybe you just want to have a lot of planets and moons. It's not like the most complex game ever. So if you're looking for like a super deep strategy game, this would probably not be it. Uh, the only negative thing I can really say about it is, I wish that the box came with, like, uh, a scorecard or some little, like, scrap paper or something that you can keep score on because the scoring, while easy to understand, when you're counting your tiles up at the end, there's a lot of little quick math. So, yeah, if, it, if you're going to play, definitely have a piece of scratch paper or several pieces of scratch paper on hand just so you're not, like, trying and failing to do basic math and keep track of it in your head. But, yeah, really cool game. You know, I think it's something that is a nice addition to either a family board game collection, something that, you know, you're playing with your parents or your kids. Uh, I, I do definitely think it has a place even in, like, a more, uh, you know, gamery type setting. It's not something that I think you're going to... I don't see people saying, like, I hate Starfall. It, it, there's, there's really nothing to hate here. It's a very well-done game that has a simple premise that is fun and unique. So well done to the designers and everybody who worked on this game. I have heard some people say that they thought that it was too expensive. Like, um, the box is, is fairly sizable and the, the components are, are, you know, they definitely have more box than they need for the, the components. But I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, it's, you know, board games are one of those things that, like, uh, you, you go into a store and, like, unless you're buying a used game or something that's damaged, I'm expecting that for a game of any, any kind of decent size, you're gonna be spending somewhere in the realm of, like, $30. You know, yeah, sure. If you go to Phantom Games, they have the little games by the door. Those are usually, like, 20 bucks, but that's, like, a deck of cards, like a playing deck or something like that. So, Starfall is definitely something I recommend. Uh, me and Jade went to the observatory near us a few months back as, uh, you know, kind of just something we did as a date. And it was really fun. And they, and so, no, we, she's wants to get a telescope and everything because she's interested in the stars and everything. I'm just a nerd. I think those things are cool. But she understands, you know, which constellations are where and how they move and all that. And I'm just kind of like, oh, cool, stars. 
So yeah, if you're looking for something different that is a solid ad, I would do Starfall. It is cool. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting idea. It makes sense. And it, it's just a nice game. It's cool to see someone do a game that isn't about, like, you know, trying to take over the world or trying to be, like, sneaky. You're you're just having fun. And it's a nice way to maybe, like, wrap up an evening uh, with, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going to start a gaming day, you know, we're gaming from, like, all day. Starfall's a nice kind of way to open things up and an icebreaker game. Um, if you're kind of like, we've done Twilight Imperium and we did, you know, Fury of Dracula, we want something that's fun, but not like super, super simple. Starfall is a nice way to go with that. So yeah. Um, again, well done to the designers and everybody that worked on Starfall. We will be back soon with more actual play for you to enjoy. Uh, we're going to be recording more sessions soon, so we'll have some stuff for you hopefully next week. Until then, play more games and be safe. Bye!